0: Like drip, so what I'm going to say you
1: know. is, I you like- <laughs> And imagine me being like, yo, Jack, just think of my drip, y'all.
0: <laughs> I, do, I do like it. I, I like the Eminem vibe. What's your favourite Eminem song? Are you into it? Do you listen to it? Apparently, also, they're trying to cancel it. That's another thing we'll talk about in a minute.
1: Um, I do like Eminem. I wouldn't say I'm like a hardcore fan. I okay. do I do like Stan. That sort of era.
0: Yeah. Oh, do you like Curtain Call? Do you like the Greatest Hits album?
1: I do, yeah. I I don't really get the whole cancel Eminem thing, because it's like, if you're listening to Eminem, you know what you're getting. Are you surprised? Have you heard some of his stuff? Some of it's quite, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit in your face, isn't it?
1: It's just, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, so as you probably know, Jack, being in London, it is a really hot hot warm sunny nice day today and i consider myself to be an etp an exceptionally translucent person and i have to be like <laughs> quite careful with the sun so this is actually to like protect me from the poisonous vitamin d that's gonna i already got sunburnt going for a walk at lunchtime so is so... etp your
0: own is that an... is that a nifism i don't know what you yeah. want to call it did you come up with it yourself
1: yeah, man, I even wrote it it's down easy. on the notes before this meeting. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Drop that in there.
0: Um, but no, sorry, what was the other thing you were going to say? I just rudely interrupted you. That's
1: so, all right, man, that's what we do here. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd said that I'd also... Oh, yeah, good, sorry. Yeah, very good. I had also written down in the notes, Florentino Perez. I know that that is an important person in the conversation today. Right?
0: Yeah. Is, that, is yeah. that his name? Right, indeed. Florentino Perez. Yeah, I don't know if it's Perez or Perez, but yeah, I call him Florentino Perez.
1: So I, I understand yeah. that we're gonna be talking about the rugby super league today.
0: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> how long that how long has that been sitting in your head and you're like
1: it's also <laughs> written down in my notes not as topic. well.
0: <laughs> <Is it? laughs>
1: Remember to open with. Rugby Super League will be funny.
0: <laughs> Jack will laugh. See what what the podcast listeners don't know is that knee texts me saying laugh at this bit in five, four, three, and I just have to laugh anyway, even though it's not funny. Fi- no, I'm joking. That was good. Um, Mega
1: funny one. Impending.
0: <laughs> yeah, beep, beep, beep. it's like when you sign up to the audience and it's like applause, <laughs> laughter. <laughs> I wonder if I can put signs here. Applause, laughter. <laughs>
1: pity laugh
0: (laughs) um but yeah so we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk about the football super league or the proposed super league um at this point in the day i think it was proposed last sunday or last monday and it's now thursday um and it's kind of it's kind of all happened and ended quite quickly um well that that particular phase has the other idea of changing the premier league and including scottish teams and changing the champions league structure to 10 games in 2024 that's like a separate conversation but um yeah i thought today we talk about something that's very close to my heart i know we talked about wow before but it's very close to yours but um for those of you that don't know on the podcast i'm uh, i'm a big football fan uh i think actually on a previous podcast i said i'm bang average at football slightly below average i'd like to change that i'd like to say slightly above rubbish is what i'm going to change it to okay. to cover myself um because i haven't played in a long time and I'm, I'm genuinely not any good at football but that doesn't detract from the fact that i'm a big west ham fan um unfortunately i haven't had a season dick or anything like that because i never lived close enough but um you know i watch all the games when i can uh, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm an avid believer in, in football and, and the Premier League and the league system that we have. Um, so what, what do you know about the, the proposed Super League and kind of what what's come about and why it's so, so big?
1: Well, Jack, I consider myself to be a big Manchester City fan. I consider myself to be a shill for big Pep, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> And uh, he's the manager, right? And, <laughs> and <laughs> no, you joke because before we started this podcast, I said to Charlie, is go- that
0: in your notes as well?
1: <laughs> I was going through the like involved persons and I was like, Jurgen Klopp, I know him, very handsome. And then I was like, Pep Guardiola, who's he the manager of? Oh, yeah, Manchester City, <laughs> my team.
0: <laughs> oh, Wait, man. why are you a City fan? Where, where did City come from? Because you're not from Manchester as far as I knew.
1: No. My dad's a City fan. My mum's a big United fan. Charlie's a Nottingham Forest fan. And uh, I think growing up, it was just like, oh, my dad's a City fan, so I'm a City fan. Um, yeah. I couldn't tell you how many players there are on a football team, to be honest.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but in terms of the Super League, I-, I have been following, not because I'm interested in football, but because I just, I couldn't understand why anything in football would need as much intervention from like the prime minister and all these like e- economics yeah, people on my facebook so and stuff, and that stuff. Were, yeah getting involved there were articles flying around at the economics of the football super league and i was yeah, like i don't care so much that i need to understand this so i kind of get it now i saw that jp morgan had downgraded had been downgraded uh, on their yeah. sustainability score as a result. Um, so yeah, I would I would love to know more, Jack. I
0: mean would. the bit, so the bit that that infuriates me. So so I'm I'm a West Ham fan, and West Ham weren't part of the six that were. Um, understandably. Un, no, not understandably. West Ham are pushing for Champions League this season. Jesse Lingard's coming; he's ripping it up with fifth, with joint on joint on points with Chelsea, and we're playing them at the weekend. So fingers crossed we win and fingers crossed jesse lingard bags another one so it makes it 11 for 11 but you know that's another thing but west ham should have been included one of the biggest clubs in the world for, in world football anyway west ham for whatever reason weren't included um six clubs were so city united chelsea spurs uh, liverpool arsenal which you know are are six very big clubs in the uk um but are kind of currently sporadically uh, placed around the table but anyway that doesn't matter so the idea of the premier league and i guess the football league in the uk is that you can be promoted and relegated and that basically creates competition right so theoretically any team can get promoted enough times that they become the top team so the best team in the premier league so at the moment that's man city who are probably going to win the league in a couple of weeks um Exactly. So that's that's your team. At the moment, they're the best team in the country. Um, but the idea is that teams will move up and down the tiers of football. So like in my lifetime... There are some teams that have been in the Premier League that, you know, we didn't expect to be. So, like, Blackpool have been in the Premier League. At the moment, my housemate's are Burnley fan. No one thought that they'd necessarily be in the Premier League. Um, you know, There are other teams that sort of float up and down, like West Ham used to float up and down, Norwich, Fulham, uh, Middlesbrough. And, you know, the idea is that it changes every season. And that's the same with all the leagues, right? So, you know, you get relegated from the Premier League, go into the Championship. You get promoted from the Championship, go into the Premier League relegated from the championship league one and vice versa um and that's really important because it means that there's a competitive uh nature to the game and teams want to improve and they want to get better and the top four teams qualify to play in the champions league and then i think it's fifth and sixth playing the europa league and stuff but there's there's a sort of reward for what you do now the super league takes that all away there's no relegation from the league which means that essentially you are entrenching the clubs that join the league so that they will never fail because if they lose the league, there's nowhere for them to go. They won't go back into their domestic league. They won't ever get any worse. The TV revenues won't change. It will always be the same teams playing the same teams. And these are already the biggest teams in the world. So as well as the sticks, you've got Juve, sorry, Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan, um, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona. Um, interestingly, and we can talk about this later Bayern Munich and Bristol Dortmund said no, which I've got a lot of respect to them for doing, partially because of their ownership structure, I think. Um, but yeah, the idea that you're taking competition out of the game, I think, has upset a lot of people, and it's really upset me um, because it I means I can that tell you, you seem have a upset. I am upset. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can, you can take teams. So say West Ham this season, right. Very, they're usually an all right team. They probably come, you know, occasionally they'll get top table, but usually they're fighting relegation or they might come like 15th or something out of 20. So they're not usually a very good team, but they're usually in the top league. This season is the best I've ever seen us play. And there's a chance we could make champions league football. And that's really important. Um, but if you take that away, if you say, you know, playing in Europe isn't that big a deal because all of the teams already play sort of in Europe because the Super League would be made up of different um, jurisdictional teams. So you'd have, yeah. you know, the Italian Italian teams, British teams, French teams. Oh, I think PSG were joining as well. Um, that that changes the whole dynamic of it because it means that you're not earning things and it means that as a fan there's a ceiling to how far your team can go whereas at the moment that doesn't exist any team can win any games get promoted and be the best team in the world theoretically um and that's that's all going to be taken away and that's what i think has upset the most people because you're not just saying like like previously the the sort of um frustrating parts is when you have billionaires take over football clubs and they change the culture and they change the way it works so um Mike Ashley at Newcastle caused a lot of controversy the Glazers at Man United Mm -mm. caused a lot of controversy um and fans don't like the idea that money is being put ahead of them because the football clubs should be made for the fans and I completely agree with that um this is going one step further in saying it's not even just the clubs are being dominated by money is the entire league structure is the entire competitive nature of the game is being ripped up and basically as you said JP Morgan are coming in and saying we will give I don't know how much it was like four billion dollars or something to create a league so that this competition is is eradicated and the whole point is it because it means a more stable return for investors so if anyone wants to invest in any of these clubs or the league or I guess by default JP Morgan they are more likely to have a return on investment because the television rights will stay the same whereas if Arsenal say didn't qualify for Champions League they won't get as much money because they won't be playing as much televised football which is fine because they weren't good enough that season but the idea is that next season you can do better Um, I feel like I've rambled on for a long time but it's something that is very close to my heart Um, I don't know if I've made a lot of sense it's it's the taking away from the competition that's really upset a lot of people
1: yeah, I mean, thank you for explaining because that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, second of all, I'd love to say I'm glad you've survived this because clearly this is something that's <laughs> really sure affected you. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I don't get it as I'm not a football fan, but I do. I understand
0: a lot. Yeah, of it's the, the premise. The fact,
1: yeah, yeah, I get it. And my first reaction when I read about this was, man, it must suck to be the the seventh best uh, team in. English football that's yeah, been excluded.
0: Everton. Yeah. Or Leicester. <laughs> Leicester.
1: How how do they... How do you decide that this is the top six? Why is Good it... Good question. Top Lo-
0: loads of, there was loads of stuff, like loads of memes going about it. Um And like people were like, why are, why are Spurs there? Arguably, why are Arsenal there? I mean, if we look at the top six at the moment um, in the league, I want to say it's City, United... Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham, someone else. Pardon me, uh, and Tottenham. So in that in that order. Um, so so Arsenal, who are included, mm-hmm. are currently sorry Liverpool, who are included, are currently seventh. Arsenal, who are included, are currently ninth. So why is and I've got some Arsenal friends. So you know, feel free to ring in and answer me. Why are Arsenal included? They're ninth in the league. Why, why are they included and West Ham aren't when we're pushing for Champions League? Um, and they will say, you know, we're a bigger class with more history, won more trophies. But how recently? So, yeah, it's a good question. You know, what? what how do they draw the line? I think they basically said these are kind of the the biggest clubs um, of the last 20 years or 30 years or something. Um and and that's sort of where they've where they've drawn the line but i think basically it's the ones that they think will generate the most revenue and television rights but we're not necessarily talking about television rights in the in the countries that the teams are from which are international television rights so we're talking about on malaysian tv or australian tv
1: oh, or I see um,
0: tv in south america which people look at these leagues across the world so it's not just that these are the best teams in England these are the best teams in the world, or it's not, these are the best teams in Italy. These are the best teams in the world. Um, So by getting all of the best teams from all of the best leagues and building a super league, you are almost guaranteeing international television rights for the foreseeable future, Um, which is why I assume that uh, JP Morgan and, you know, the American owners Mm -hmm. of these clubs in their sort of business mind, which is obviously what they are, their business owners are like, we want the most consistent return for our money possible. And that is no relegation because we don't want a bad season to impact us. And we want to make sure that we are the most internationally marketable league that there is, Um, which is where I guess the NFL and the NBA and, you know, the NHL, I guess, It's not marketable enough yet. People in other countries don't necessarily watch the NFL like they do. And I think it's on the rise um, and the NBA. But I still think that football is more watched or soccer for our American listeners Mm -hmm. um, is more watched internationally. And they want to they want to kind of leverage that and, and monetize it, which is not what the fans want at all.
1: So where do you stand on the whole sanctioning? Of these meanies that have got together and, and done this, that's so, all that floating about.
0: So it's it's very difficult because, and I guess it's the same with all business owners, right? Um, if you if you find a business. It's not usually going to hit the owners; they will pass on that cost. You know, mm-hmm. if a if a business is doing badly, it's not the CEO that will leave; it's usually the the you know middle management or uh, new employees. You know, first in, first out. So, I think by punishing these clubs, you're punishing the fans, um, which I don't think is fair. Like you know, I'm not I'm not a City fan, I'm not a United fan, I'm not a Chelsea fan, but I respect them as football fans, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want their club to be relegated off the back of it. A couple of points deduction wouldn't go and miss because then West Ham would get Champions League. So, you know, maybe <laughs> like 10 points. That'd be fine. If you give all the top clubs... Hang on, how many points is City ahead of West Ham? City on 77, West Ham on 55. Take 30 points off City, maybe, um, so that they end up about sixth. That's fine.
1: Hey, now, you keep your hands off my boys. <laughs> none of whom I can name. I was going to say, all. yeah. Well, who are your
0: boys then? Who are your boys? It's like, do we still have... Carlos Tevez, um, Micah Richards. <laughs> you don't know who they are.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Charlie and I went for a beer last night and we were chatting about this and I was saying about City and I said, man, I, I remember the days of, of good old Claudia Arena And he was like, who? And I was like, when I was growing up, I had a City shirt my dad gave me and it was a Claudia Arena shirt. And he's the only player I can name.
0: Claudio Reyna. Yeah. My first... I know Claudio Ranieri ran and that's Pepe Reyna.
1: That's what Charlie said. And I was like, no, he's definitely a separate person. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, look, I have I have a, yeah. like a fantasy football team. My team's always uh, Giggs Boson.
0: I didn't know you played fantasy. Yeah, oh, I play fancy as well,
1: but I just do it I'm based on like names and colors.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what that's what um, that's what Catherine does as well. She she just made her team very recently um, mm-hmm. and has done it on the players that she knows. Or I think her phrases are "Who's fit and who plays for England," and I was like, <sighs> "Yes, Catherine." <okay>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, you know, one way to do it. She's probably better than me, to be honest. Um But yeah, I think uh I think, you know, I guess as, as this as this podcast goes out, we're aware that it, it hasn't happened or that it hasn't happened at the moment. Um but that doesn't mean that they won't try and propose it again in five years' time. So I don't know if you've seen the Gary Neville interview um that he did on I think he did on Monday Night Football, maybe. Um, I
1: have not. I was busy drinking a hashtag sponsored Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs>
0: have you seen the reasons we you... are not sponsored
1: by Bud Light?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you seen their new packaging? <laughs> I,
1: think I had one now and it was like a really cool one, and I was like, <laughs> <Just laughs> had <have> my... <laughs> like
0: your name engraved in it in the glass
1: one day come on Bud Light come on
0: come on listen to us please
1: (laughs) anyway Gary Neville
0: um so yeah Gary Neville I think gave a really good interview and kind of talked about how the fact that it's getting ridiculous now that these these business owners can even consider leaving the league like leaving the football league that has been standing for I don't know like 140 years or something um it shouldn't ever get to that that case and we need to have a stronger football regulator and the FA needs to step in and say, this is what we allow. And this is what we want. Like there's a lot of push at the moment for like the 50 plus one. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, it's basically the idea that football clubs should be owned by fans i.e the shareholders in the club should be 51 percent. so you can have you can have corporate sponsorship you can have corporate owners but they don't hold the majority state which i think is how Bayern Munich work and possibly Borussia Dortmund Um, which is why they were able to say no we don't want to join this league because Mm. they are owned by the fan and also their tickets are so much cheaper so if you go to any games in the Bundesliga the German league um, Mm -hmm. the tickets are a lot cheaper because you know, it's it's for the fans. Fans should be they shouldn't have to pay so much money to go and watch their own football team, um, as well as the television rights that the teams get. So, and I'm am a strong proponent of the fifty plus one. I think it's a great idea. I think that all all um, I don't want to say all clubs should have to do it because it, it the lower league clubs might not be able to afford that if the fans don't have the money to pay for it. But there definitely should be a level where they say you you have to give the fans a voice, um, and you or you can't do these sorts of things without the fans approval because it's it's outrageous what they've done and i I won't stand for it
1: yeah i I mean i get that impression that sounds like a, a good idea and i think for me as someone who's not a football fan i do have a respect for it's a massive part of our culture in this country obviously in many other countries as well it's uh something that brings people together brings families together there's this you know, fan community, and um, sometimes that can be quite toxic. I understand, but in other ways, it's really, really great. And I, I think that <laughs> the idea of the fans being more empowered makes sense for football.
0: Yeah, I think as long so. as it definitely. doesn't
1: doesn't become some sort of like, a, oh well, it works for football, so we should do it for the banks as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's where you're going with this, Jack. I can see right through it. <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, you've seen through my facade, but I, I agree. I think, I think you know, there's, there's a lot of things that football gets wrong, um, and and football needs to do better. Um, be that you know, I, I remember writing uh, if, if Matt Bishop's ever listening to, to this podcast, um, he was one of my uni lecturers, um, and he he helped me sort of structure an essay. And I think he wrote a paper himself about how FIFA is essentially um, like a racket. And it is like, it's because it's it's one nation, one vote, um, which means that when it comes to the World Cup and stuff, it's why Qatar, got um the the uh world cup in 2022 which is actually what i wrote my dissertation on um mm-hmm. and that's cool yeah and it's it's uh it's a really messed up system about how it all works and you know this this in this impacts all corners of the globe like football and fifa and i guess you know uefa and then the the domestic leagues as well they have so much power um, and they need to use it in the right way um some like one thing that they are doing is to you know um stand up to racism kick racism out of football that's something that they are they're doing in their you know steps in the right direction but there's a lot of things they're doing wrong and they they need to they need to do better
1: so So tell us about your dissertation briefly
0: i feel that that's a good one for another podcast
1: oh really but high, high level high level
0: um it's about so I want to say I'm trying to think what the title was a feminist political economy reading into the construction of the 2022 Qatar World Cup. I think. Ooh, and it's basically awesome. yeah, um, it's basically about how the construction of the World Cup um has created this uh need for essentially the the bottom of society so um you know it's like the race to the bottom i don't know if you come across mm-hmm. yeah um so this so there was like a lot of west african men and a lot of uh, nepalese men and bangladeshi men who were sent to qatar on these false promises of like having a wonderful life and then the qatar used the capital visa system whereby mm-hmm. your company owns your passport and your visa so you can't leave and thousands of people have died building these stadiums. Um and they're like I remember Human Rights Watch um have written articles about it, Amnesty International, about this slave labor, um, and how it, it's forced men to, to take on these jobs and to in some cases die or be left with less than they started with. Um, and it's, I guess there's this other angle of it, which um, is what does that mean for their respective partners? Um, you know, do, does it enforce this kind of breadwinner mentality where you could, you know, go to this other country or because of a footballing tournament, go to another country, die building a stadium leaving at home like you know possibly a wife and children who don't have the resources to be able to do what they want because they were relying on reparations and then the cycle mm-hmm. just continues um and it and it's it's awful um it's it's a it's an awful awful system and all of this is because of television rights for football matches Yeah, um, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be the way it shouldn't be the case
1: gosh that's awful i remember uh less in recent times but i I do remember a few years ago there being a lot in the news about the deaths related to the stadium construction and it just well even
0: even recent times so um the the world cup qualifiers, uh the internationals um Mm -hmm. were on probably about a month ago maybe maybe six weeks ago right and the norwegian team i think uh they came out with something let me just see what it said and it said human rights on and off the pitch and they all wore it and that's you know a dig at the qatari Mm -hmm. government um, and fifa basically saying we don't want to play in this tournament if you're gonna abuse human rights to to get the money there which i think is the right thing to do and all teams should do it um you know you shouldn't support A tournament that is killing people like it sounds so obvious to say but how on earth has this come about like it's it's ridiculous
1: so from as an outsider so i sort of felt like with this super league thing assuming it had gone ahead if fans feel as passionately as they do about this boycott it like why why is there not more of a community in the fans to say well we are just simply not going to be giving our money to watching these games that are because going towards
0: because it's a lot of the domestic fans that don't like the idea but a lot of the international fans don't see a problem with it so the the man city supporters in thailand or um you know egypt or whatever they may be they might not have the same allegiance to the english football league that english fans would so i think there is support for it it's just not necessarily within the domestic leagues or the domestic countries um so i think that boycotting would go so far but ultimately and i was talking to my mate about this on monday um one of the negative implications of covid one of the many negative implications of covid pardon me is that we know that football can go on without the fans it's not as enjoyable people don't like to watch it as much but it it happens and it's gone on the whole season we haven't had any fans and that could say to you know jp morgan and the american business owners we don't actually need them so if we create a super league we take all the clubs out of it all of the fans boycott the games does it make any difference because we still get the tv money and then you have the whole idea of football without the fans and it's like that's that's where i you know say football is for the fans that's the whole Mm -hmm. point of the game without them there you shouldn't it shouldn't be played um But if they're like, well, you know, we're still generating revenue, even without the fans in the ground, um, because people are watching on TV in other countries, to me, that is that is the wrong way of doing it. You shouldn't do it at all. Um, And you're right. People will boycott it. But the the owners could turn around and say, yeah, fair enough. We just won't get ticket sales, but we're still going to get, you know, however many TV rights because TV rights are infinite, whereas there's only so many seats in the ground, which is, you know, kind of the dilemma that they have.
1: Yeah. It's really interesting is, I mean, there's obviously so much nuance and so many factors at play. And it's really interesting. Like, I, I do find it really interesting. and I would love to know more about your dissertation. Um, uh,
0: we can do another episode of my dissertation because, I mean, I'd have to probably reread it. Um, but it is it is interesting. And I guess we haven't had the Qatar World Cup yet. So um, it's uh, it's a bit of insight for those of you that don't <laughs> know much about the horrendous human rights abuses that have gone on.
1: When is the Qatar World Cup?
0: 2022 winter
1: and will you be watching
0: um this is something that i lose sleep over um and i i'm not sure i would like to say no um
1: it's a tough one isn't it because it's like
0: i would like to say no but um drop in the ocean and yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Um, it's something that I have to, I have to live with conflicting views at the moment. Um, and when push comes to shove, I'll, I'll, make a decision.
1: Oh, I mean, it is, it is unbelievable though. When you think of the scale of the, like the unethicalness of it, and yet it's like, well, we're still going to go. All these teams, well, like, are oh yeah, still but all the teams play. are coming
0: to play football, and it's like they're coming to play football, like they're coming to kick a ball all around. And people are dying because you're coming to kick a ball around. It's insane. Um, and I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm a big football fan. and I know that a lot of people would be like, you know, football is more than that. And football is more than a game. I believe it is more than a game. But I don't think that thousands of people should die for it.
1: Nobody That's, should die for it, really.
0: Nobody should die for any no. sport. Mm. And welcome to our vegan podcast on nobody should die for
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> If one pigeon we about... is harmed in the making of that stadium I'm come on, join us
0: next in. week for fox hunting why it should be re-legalized <laughs> joking
1: <laughs> no we, we definitely can't do a vegan episode unless we get overwhelming demand for it i just don't think i just don't think it's Niff's,
0: Niff's gonna say <laughs> she's gonna talk to one person and be like, oh, I've heard that the the masses want an episode. It's happening. <laughs> Come in with like broccoli all around. Carrot. Oh no!
1: Imag- imagine we're like guys. We've got fantastic news on this episode. We have been successful in tendering for sponsorship by Bud Light, but it was on the condition that we talk about <laughs> veganism every episode. Yeah. You have to listen to it as well. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, we should definitely do that in the future. But um, I feel I feel that this the end of this podcast might be a bit sad, so I want to end it on on a happy note, which is that the European Super League is not happening and if any of you haven't got into football or you don't really like football you don't really understand it then just support West Ham that's all you need to know from this episode they are the best team and wait
1: whoa whoa wait a second (laughs) you gotta edit that out man we can't say that I don't I don't want people to be supporting some dumpy team like West Ham Manchester City is where the money where the women are at that's what we don't
0: want (laughs) we don't want the money
1: you want, if you like supercars like, oil simple, money
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've gone full circle and you're like you know the super league's a good idea more, more money <laughs> more money for city
1: <laughs> knowing nothing about I don't know who owns city <laughs>
0: um, Jeez, anyway. I think it's I think it's um, a united arab emirate prince
1: um, well good for him I think <laughs> good
0: for him <laughs> um i won't end it on the west Ham thing but um we can end it on the fact that the european super league is not happening at the moment which is something to rejoice for all football fans that yeah. are fond of domestic football as i am
1: yeah british so, football done saved or english football sorry it's english
0: okay. it's a bit confusing because i think some welsh teams are actually i think like wrexham play in our league but it's a bit confusing but you can say English I guess most of the teams are English.
1: Just feels really like nationalists saying that, but I guess it's what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right.
1: English football done been saved lads. We're all good. Woo.
0: Hooray.
1: Thanks, Jack. And uh I look forward to chatting to you next week. <laughs>